Eagle fan beats the crap out of a Jets fan while on the back of another fan. Just got beat twice today. Welcome to Grapples of Apples, a podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you like the idea of self-driving cars. Oh, you know what's funny? Uh, Amanda and I were just, no, not Amanda and I, Robert and I were just talking about this. Uh, the Tesla drives itself. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the idea of it. Right? It takes human error out of it, and I mean, we See, all saw, you know, I'm, a robot. I'm more comfortable with human error than I am with robot error. Because, mm-hmm. like, computer error, you're, like, at the hands of a machine. Yeah. I'm not about it. I mean, there was a guy who actually was in the Tesla while it was driving itself. Mm-hmm. And he was just sleeping in it. Like, he was just sleeping while the car was driving. Uh, self-driving cars only work if you drive long distances. Right. I agree with that. And that's what cruise control is for. Right. Like, it just takes the thing. All you got to do is steer and brake every once in a while. Anyway. We're not here to talk about cars. We're here to talk about WWE Hell in a Cell 2019. What was originally a four-match card. Three-match card. A three-match card turned into a nine-match card. But before we get into all that, as always, you're listening to us on Grapple on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two. two. Apples, if you're not catching us there, you might be on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts, whatever is your preference, as long as you're listening to us. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Ill Will, Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because that's who I is. Joined, per usual, by by my not-so-happy, but always lovely, a very... Very unhappy, but always sensual. <laughs> always very tight. Very, very tight. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. Your boy Shade. Shade wasn't going to show up today. I was show, I was so upset. You guys were just going to get flat, boring vanilla Jeremy. But you know what? I was like, I can't do this to the fans. I have to come. WWE did us wrong as fans. I'm not going to do you guys wrong. I brought Shades on tonight. That's called commitment right Commitment there. city. Commitment. So like I said, we got nine matches to go through covering WWE Hell in a Cell 2019 live from the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. But before we do all that, as usual, you guys know what to do. Man, somebody ring that bell. So, uh, Hell in a Cell 2019. Yes. Basically, WWE didn't finish their card until, what, an hour before the actual main card started. Something like they that. threw a one pre-show match on the card. Lacey Evans and Natty Natalia. Now, I didn't get to see this pre-show match. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> because if you missed it, fret not, my friends. <laughs> fret not. Natty and Lacey Evans will be having a last woman standing match on Monday Night Raw when you guys are hearing this tomorrow, so basically tonight. So here's 
But let's get first of all. I didn't watch the match either. Mm. Um, I thought the kickoff was at like seven, mm-hmm. and it turns out the kickoff was at six. Mm. So I was playing gears. My bad. But I do know that Natalia did win by submission. Now to go off of what you were complaining about, rightfully so. Not only are we getting this match again tomorrow, because reasons, mm-hmm. but what I hate is when they do this thing where we've seen tonight, they've taken stipulations that are supposed to mean something, and using it in feuds that mean nothing. Because so the last man standing is supposed to be one, like, one standing. last man or last woman standing, that mm-hmm. stipulation stipulation is meant to be for a... a feud blow off. Yeah, like, like but like... A heavy feud. Mm-hmm. You know, something that... Oh, this is heavy. This is heavy. It's 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 the nasty that is Natty, <sighs> the farter. Remember, no. she was she was farting before? That's a nasty. No. Lacey Evans don't like that. No. She's a, a su- sassy Southern Belle. No. Southern Bells don't fart. We need a last woman standing for this. This has to be a... The, this is the blow-off right here. What are you talking a about? A last woman standing between these two on Raw. Like, there's nothing about that that says... I need to watch this. It's a waste of a stipulation. There's nothing about this feud that says I need to 100%, watch this. 100%. Which is why I'm saying it's a waste of stipulation on this feud that has no heat. Anyway. So the show opens proper with the first of the two Hell in a Cell matches on the card. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for the women's the Raw Women's Championship. They typically do this when they have two matches of the same stipulation, especially when they're like involving a cage or the chamber or cell. They, they usually bookend them. Bookend. Yes. I was gonna do more of a cell for the for, for the bookman. Book yeah, but never mind. For the king booker. Um. So I'm not too surprised that this is what opened the show. I'm kind of glad it's what opened the show because, again, this is probably has the most heat out of every match on this card, and so. You can't if you can't put on an exciting like fast paced action match, then put on something with a lot of heat to get the crowd into it. Mm-hmm. So this opening the show makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And if you thought that this match was going to be indicative of the rest of the night, you'd be flat out wrong. Absolutely, because this match was very good. Very good. Well structured. Well paced. Everything made sense. The story made sense. The spots were good. It was physical. It was, you know, it it had heat. This looked like two people who legitimately wanted to hurt each other. Everything about this match, except for the finish, I thought was well done and far acceptable for a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, they start off Sasha attacking um, Becky, excuse me, and... This is before the cage is even down. Right. They both get under it. They're throwing each other up against it. They're hitting each other, attacking each other. And there were spots in this that um, looked cool, but didn't seem effective. Yeah, yeah. And there were spots that looked pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, let's use a, a not so... Uh, let's use a brutal spot. Okay. When Sasha had Becky's arm in between the gate, and she's just smashing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in the door, excuse me. Which the cameras were ruining. Right? Yeah, uh, that was that again. Theme of the night. Theme of the night. Smashing her arm against the uh, through the door, 
another spot which was cool looking but less effective was Sasha setting up kendo sticks against the, uh, the corner, corner of the Hell in the Cell, and then they put a chair there, and then she sat Sasha in the chair. Sasha got sat in the chair by Becky, and then Becky just drop kicked off the apron. And I was like, cool spot. It but looks really cool. Yeah, but in all actuality, of like this is a real fight, you didn't do much. Yeah, I was like, oh, you just she drop may her. she may have hit her head on the back of the cage. That's it was an elevated drop kick. Yeah, right. Uh, there was another spot where both of both um, Thrill and I were a little nervous. Um, in the corner, they had the table set up for a super move off the top rope. So if anyone watched, so this is the second women's Hell in a Cell match in WWE history. The first one was Sasha and Charlotte. And if everyone, if anyone remembers that match, there was a table spot that was supposed to lead to the finish that because Charlotte couldn't put Sasha to the table, ended up flat. Because mm-hmm. she tried twice, couldn't do it, so she just went for natural selection, and it was a three count. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a, a wet fart in the room. Mm-hmm. And so once I set up the table for this, automatically we're like, okay, let's see what they're going to do here. Because they, let, they, It's a gimmick table, but I was like, let's let's see if they gimmick gimmick this table. Yeah. Because both girls, are they're, they're not heavy. They're very light. Right. It's going to take a lot of force to get both of them through without hurting each other mm-hmm. and making it look... As natural as possible. I mean, the safest or smartest way, in my opinion, is to do a sit-out powerbomb through the table, old Bubba Ray style. Yeah. I would think that's the, like, guaranteed way to break the table. Absolutely. But whatever. But they went for what eventually just became uh, double knees through the table. A meteor. So it was looked like it was going to be... A superplex, mm-hmm. and then it looked like it was going to be a powerbomb, mm-hmm. and, and then it ended up with the meteor through the table where Becky jumped to receive it and to give the extra G-force going through the table to make sure the table broke. They only caught, like, the first half of the table. And then it just broke and it in just, half. And it just split even in half. So I was like, whatever. Ooh. It works. Whatever. Yeah. I was like, this is so goofy. That's fine. Uh, compared to what we saw for the rest of the night, oh. this is gold. I mean, this match was gold. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, by far the longest match on the card. Uh, well worth it. But absolutely worth it. Again, um, great matches or good matches can be soured by bad endings. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't necessarily a bad ending to the match, but it kind of it was kind of left field. Right. So we have Sasha literally throwing in all the chairs from under the ring mm-hmm. at Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. and we. I mean, at least I didn't think we were coming to the climax of the match. Right. The match, it wasn't, we weren't there yet. It wasn't crescendoing. It wasn't climax. It wasn't doing anything to warrant, you know, the end of the match. It Mm -hmm. looked like we were still in Act 2 or the beginning of Act 3. Yeah. You know, Sasha was full heavy into offense. But if anyone knows the structure of a traditional wrestling match or any wrestling match, it usually does not end with someone being dominant for 20 minutes and then it's over. Mm-hmm. You'll usually have back and forth and if Becky is going to win Unless this you're match... Hulk Hogan, of course. Oh, yeah. And if you're Becky and Becky's going to win this match, then you would expect some sort of turn at some point. So she gets fired up, she comes back, hits some offense, hits her moves, and then it's over. But this didn't have that. We mm-hmm. had a lot of back and forth throughout the entire match. Yeah. And then Sasha got a lot of heat going on and then... One Beck exploder off the top, off the top rope, rope onto the pile of chairs that Becky ate, ate more than Sasha. And to disarm her 
and that's it. It was over. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, what? It doesn't. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. I thought like. I was on page 70, and I turned the page, and it's 225. Like, how did I get here? Yeah, Finn. Like, it was like Finn. That's it. And yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, oh, man, can't wait to... Oh, it's over? Okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, that's, um... That's deflating. Yeah. Especially that's such a good match. Like, I was like, okay. 100% agree. And I don't like that Sasha tapped. You would have much rather the Bexploder pin off the... Uh, I'd rather a pin or... So- I don't like the tap. I don't like the tap, and I understand, like, you know, she's the heels, or she's getting her comeuppance, but we, like, we're definitely not done. We can't be done. And if you're done, then that's a mistake, because there's still legs on this. Especially considering that you have the two different feuds that are intertwining with one another that involve the four horsewomen. There's so many, there's so much legs there. But then again, we have the draft coming up next week, so I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, that's the, maybe uh, that's the safe. Maybe that's why they did this. And th- like in, in terms of this whole pay per view, yeah, like this and the other women's match. I think maybe they just said okay. So don't have this pay per view. And like if that's the case, like if you're if you're trying to save storylines or whatever for the draft or not build storylines because of the draft, just wrap things up. Like that's what they do. I think they're just wrapping things up. And the way that they wrap things up, it was horrible. Oh, I agree with you entirely. I'm saying that I'm, might be what they're doing, just trying to wrap up any loose ends so that. They can go in fresh without having to worry about it come Friday. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess we can move on to the... Well, hold on. There's there's one more thing that I wanted to point out, because you have to point this out later on, is when they start... So the match is over, Sasha's at the, at the top of the stage, and they start zooming in on Sasha's crying face for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like this endless shot. It's like... It's like zoom in to Sasha, show Becky, showed Za- Sasha zoomed in again, showed Becky, so showed Sasha zoomed in again. But it was so much of just a close up of her face, looking cr- like disheveled and crying and upset. I'm just like, what? I, what is the point of this? Anyway, that's not the first. That's not the last time we'll see that. Let's move on. So we can move on to the tag team. Tornado tag no, team. No, it was a tag team match originally announced. Yes. And then changed to a tornado tag team match for absolutely zero reason. In a match that wasn't bad, but in my opinion went far too long. Agreed. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns taking on the team of Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, formerly known as the Bludgeon Brothers, Ooh. formerly known as the Wyatt Family, Ooh. formerly known as Two Dudes with Attitude. Stop. Sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong. Era of wrestling. <laughs> match was good. It wasn't yeah, it was great. Fun. It did a good job in terms of like keeping fans sort of invested into the pay per view. It did what it was supposed to do. It hit the spots. You know, you got the table spots. You got the spears. You got the submission stuff. You got the physicality. The Roman's down and out. Daniel Bryan's down and out. This did its job. Yeah, I mean. You were speaking about like crescendoing and mm. climaxing into the uh, like that peak. Mm. This match did that perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. When we had, um, uh, I'm gonna call them the Bludgeon Brothers because for the sake of not having to repeat their names, um, they had DV and uh, Roman outside, and they looked like they're about to du- like double power bomb him through the uh, Roman. Uh, excuse me, Daniel Bryan through the announcers table, and he kind of like switches it to a Rana. 
And I was like, oh, I can see big dog coming through. Big dog flies through, hits the spear, and instantly grabs his knee. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, is Roman Reigns legit hurt? Because you and I are like, either he's really selling this, or he's like... Something, something hurt. Something hurt. So that we're trying to get uh, an angle for, like, to see where it actually happened, if he actually got hurt or not. But... Instead of giving us a billion angles as they did all night, just one angle a billion times. Just one, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm guessing that he hurt his knee on the his outside shin, of on the, the outside table. of the table. That was my table. guess as well. That could have been it, but he was still limping, like even post match. Right. Um, I don't like that. What was it? Uh, was it Luke Harper ate the pin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't like that Luke Harper ate the pin. Well, remember they're building Rowan. Yes, Rowan I understand is the that. centerpiece here. It, but it's already been proven that Luke Harper's a better. But Vince doesn't like Luke Harper because he can't do a southern accent. Because Vince is a weird man. No, I, I didn't know that. But after watching this pay per view, he's a weird man. Let's forget the fact that the guy is a very good in ring performer. Can you do Southern accent? No. <laughs> Disgusting. Down my face. What? You scarves sneezing. <laughs> so, <coughs> the end to this match, you and I kind of fawned over. Yeah. Which is like... We gushed a little bit. We gushed a little bit. Yeah. And I can't really say that with a Roman Reigns match. I know, right? It felt awkward, but... But hey, we had... You gotta give uh, credit where credit is due. Luke Harper trying to choke slam Daniel Bryan, which was then reversed by Roman Reigns hitting a Superman punch. So he staggers, and then Daniel Bryan hits him with, with the a running knee, plus. knee with D plus. He bounces Bounce off, off the, the ropes to a big dog spear, and it was so seamless. It was seamless. The timing between the three of them was perfect. Mm-hmm. The hitting all three of them was like it was everything about. No that one was segment. waiting to do their move. No, it was just like boom, 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 yep. boom. One, two, three. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, win the match, and Big Dog, Big Dog, Big Dog, Big 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 Dog, went for a handshake. Daniel Bryan, no thanks. He rebuked him. And then I said, can we possibly get a Rowan Reigns heel turn? Because Daniel Bryan said, screw a handshake. I would hug. I would hug. Let's best friends this thing. And I'm like, perfect opportunity. Roman Reigns, Superman punch, heel turn. My gosh, let's do this. And of course, you get me all excited for it, even though I know it's not going to ever happen. What has happened? They, they hug, out. They, they hug, hug it, it out. they hug it out. That's they hug it out. Uh, Daniel Bryan kind of like, like I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but like is holding his like, like I guess his neck or his like shoulder area, kind of like stumbles up the uh, the ramp, and then Big Dog is just limping. Limps his way, bro. That boy was limping, limping. So he, I, I hope that he's not legit hurt. Yeah, I think I hope whatever it is, if he's if he got hurt, it's a stinger. Yeah, I hope it's something that's maybe a bruise or sore or something. You mm-hmm. know, take a couple nights off, take a week off, whatever, and then yeah. we'll see you in a bit. Yeah, stay off a of raw, just come back on SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll see you for the draft, and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. So next up was another match that was announced just today, 
Randy Orton versus used to be Mustafa Ali. And as good as this match could have been, it was still a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best part about this was the last minute or so. Mm-hmm. Because not only did it really show off what Ali could do, Randy Orton pretty much gave the nod to Ali. Yeah. He he gave him the, the pat on the back, so to speak. He The proverbial, okay, kid. Yeah, you got this. You, you like, got this. You, got this. Yeah. you can do this. You can hang. I see you. He's like, you ain't Sammy Guevara, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and to get the seal of approval live in ring from Randy Orton, because we all know Randy Orton, he'll, he doesn't care. He'll do whatever he wants he, in ring he, live. He can do what he wants. You know, he'll call someone stupid. You know, he'll, you know, scream and shout when he hits a movie, wasn't expecting to move as a hit. Like, Randy Orton's very, like, he wears it all in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, for Randy... That's why I don't know why you don't like Randy Orton. You know, because it's only only in those windows do I like Randy Orton. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I feel like he's so generic and vanilla, and just he hasn't changed in the last like 10, 15 years. He's just resting on being RKO. That's all you need. It's boring to me. Anyway, so that made me happy because I'm I'm a Mustafa Ali fan, or I'm sorry, a, a Ali fan. Mm-hmm. I'm an Ali fan, so to see him get the rub from Randy makes me happy. Um, would you like to explain why he gave him the rub? Well, I mean, I think it all pretty much comes from the RKO reversal. Yes. Which was just... One that I actually missed. Sweetness. I only got to see it on the replay. Um, you got to see it live, cause mm-hmm. you, and you, like, yeah. geeked out. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what, 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 what was it, what was it? Come on, I missed it. So, Randy turns him for the RKO. Now, we've seen a quadrillion RKO reversals, attempts, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and... This one was... Out of nowhere. <laughs> instead of something, like, crazy, all he did was he kind of, like, went into a handstand position and then popped up and then went to, like, try to execute one of his moves, mm-hmm. which then eventually turned into eating an RKO legit. Mm. But the fact that, like, I've never seen anyone reverse an RKO into a handstand. No. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. So... Now it makes me think about, like, people that would have been able to reverse the RKO similarly. The only one that I can think of is Ty Dillinger. Hmm. Like, when he would just, he wouldn't do a handstand. Like, he would try, they would try to do the RKO, and then mm. he'd cartwheel, and then Randy would look at him, and he'd hit him with the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that'd be dope. That'd be cool, yeah. But, that ain't gonna happen no more. Oh. It's crazy, though, how, like... You would think more people would try and get more creative with RKO reversals. Mm. But instead, it's more getting creative on how to take an RKO. The Evan Bourne, the Seth Rollins, you know. And those are the two big ones. Yeah. But, but I feel like most wrestlers are going, okay, how can we make your RKO look better instead of how can I reverse your RKO? Yeah. But big ups to Mustafa, who, I'm sorry. Big ups to Ali, who lost his match, but I think came out looking strong in this I match. mean, he, he definitely did, because post-match, Randy Orton is just, like, looking at him, and he's, like, smirking, and he's, like, tapping his chest, like, yeah, you know, you did a good job, kid, like... He even gave him a subtle little uh, like, tap on yeah, the thigh. Yeah, after the pin. Yeah. After the pin, he, like, he tapped his thigh, and he was like, yo... Like, a good game, kid. Yeah, like, good game. You ain't gonna beat me, 
But you're gonna look good, like losing. Right. Like uh, it's like so, like you and I, are hockey fans. Mm-hmm. It's like when uh, two guys get into a fight. Yeah, and like it's a it's a it's a bomber of a fight. And there's no bad blood. They're just scrapping because mm-hmm. it's their jobs. Yeah, and then they both get up, tap each other on the butt, and go to the box. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. You know, if like two guys who just went out there, uh, Ali gained Orange respect, Orange gave him the old you know pat on the butt, and we move on. And move on, we will. <laughs> the next match, another thrown together match, literally last minute. We had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the Kabuki Warriors. Not accompanied by Paige. Which is weird? Not weird? I don't know, man. You know what is weird is that, like, have song thingy that that you hate so much. It's so bad. It starts off Kyrie saying, then it goes to Asuka, then back to Kyrie, then back to Asuka, then back to Kyrie, then back to Asuka. I'm like... It's the worst I've ever heard. For that, just come out alone. Come out alone. Pick one of their songs or come out individual. Well, what you do is you have Kyrie come out first, and when she does the the pirate wave thing with the looking, Mm -hmm. then it breaks into Asuka's song... And then they just both come out together from Asuka's song. Either come up with a song together, one new song for the both of you as a team, or you come out individually. Because this was beyond terrible. It was so lazy. Like, they're not even the same tempo. So, like, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. I don't know. Talk about the match. This is CFO. Like, this is before CFO. They're like, we're going to sabotage WWE. (laughs) Yay! Imagine. So, the last thing they see at Foes did before they left. Hey, Vince, just, just you know, our last thing before we left. You can use this. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's so, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. It's so, so good. Such good. Such good. So, <laughs> the match felt thrown together. I wonder why. Because it was. <laughs> For majority of the match, was I felt like... It was after the the Hell in the Cell match we had, I made a comment to Thrill, like, hey, this is a glorified Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was sitting down, and I was just like, yo, this doesn't feel... I said that during the next match, where I was like, this doesn't feel like a pay-per-view, this feels like a Raw. Oh, yeah. Well, the next match is... We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So we had... Kyrie Sane and Asuka, not necessarily heels, but heel-ish. They, they were heel If someone had to play the role, they were the heels. Yes. Which I think is backwards. Absolutely. Because how can someone so cute as Kyrie Sane be a heel? No comment. Anyway. This match was very, like, there was nothing, there was nothing of note in this match other than the finish. Mm-hmm. The match is very, like, you could take any Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross match. And insert, like, any random tag team. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's the same exact match with the same beats, the same spots. The only difference was that we had one Asuka kicking spot because it's Asuka getting the kicks. Mm-hmm. We had Kyrie go for the insane elbow that was uh, reversed. And then the finish. Yeah. Which, do you want to cover the finish? Do you want to... I mean... You can definitely cover the finish. So, the fi- I don't remember what the exact setup was. 
So um, uh, I'll, then I'll do the finish. I guess. Yeah, I just remember so, the. So Kyrie yeah. Sane went out to go um, pull Alexa Bliss off the apron because Asuka and Nikki Cross were the league women. Right. Uh, Alexa Bliss kicks Kyrie Sane uh, off and then does a uh, front flip onto her. Nikki Cross is distracted. Looks over at Alexa Bliss. Turns the ref back is also distracted, and then she Nikki gets, turns back around to Asuka and eats the green mist from Asuka, which gets a big pop from you and I. For sure. Because we haven't seen a green mist since Tajiri, Tajiri. who they didn't even name. They gr- named the Great Kabuki and uh, the Great Muda, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they... No Tajiri? No Tajiri. Disrespect. That, come on, man. Tajiri was just in the Cruiserweight uh, tournament three years ago. So, Disrespect. Michael Cole was there calling, you know, Tajiri matches. Like, you couldn't do that? I'm saying. Disrespect. Absolute disrespect. But she hits her with a high kick after spinning the mist. One, two, three... The Kabuki Warriors are now the new WWE Tag Team Women's Champions. Sure. Fine, I guess. If you guys were going to have Bliss and Cross drop the belts... I would have preferred they drop it as To fi- Fire and Desire. Because they could really? they could have built off of that a little bit more. Okay. I mean, to me, I would prefer to just them lose to somebody that they're in a feud with, not just... A nothing throwaway match. Yeah. But they're not feuding with anybody right now. Right. Again, everything's in a reset because we're waiting for the draft. Yeah. So we'll see. Following match, scheduled for one fall. One, one fall. fall. Uh, was a six-man tag match between the OC, which is, of course... California! <laughs> which, of course, is AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Who have their own theme now. Yes. I'm so glad they have their own music. Although, I used to like the old Gals and Anderson uh, music, so I hope they still have their music as a tag team, mm-hmm. and then this is just a group music. Probably not, though. Probably not. Probably not. Taking on the Viking Raiders and a surprise, well, a two, a partner to be announced. TDB. And you and I both thought, Cedric, because duh. Yeah. But No. No. It was none other than Bra I mean I look what I do like about this match was that we finally got to see what the Viking Raiders were known for, which is being two big powerhouses who can fly. We saw them doing, you know, the up and overs on the turnbuckles, saw them doing flying sentons. Like, I was like, oh, you remembered. They didn't know how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now get rid of their stupid names and let them do it right. But one thing at a time, I guess. So the match ends with Braun Strowman <sighs> knocking out AJ Styles. Why did he knock out AJ Styles? Well, actually, okay, so the match actually ends in disqualification because they're, they're, um, the OC's beating up on the Viking Warriors. They're not listening to the ref's count. That's not their name. What did I call them? Viking Warriors. Oh, the Viking Raiders. I can't keep up with their 17 names. Yeah. So the OC's beating up on them. They're ignoring the ref's count. They get DQ'd, whatever. After the match is over, AJ Styles is still trying to, you know, bruising and abusing. And then Braun comes out, and he cold cocks him. Now, I said something to you. 
on a Friday. Now, this is only proving exactly my point. Mm-hmm. They're turning Braun into this generation's big show. Since when does Braun have a knockout punch? Never. Never. It's always been well, the I mean, money, it makes power it, slam. It makes sense now because, like, you get these hands if you're going to punch somebody. Yes, sure. But he's, his thing has been get these hands for months, if not a year years. at least. Yeah. He's always been the running power slam. He does the, the running thing around the ring. Of a, a fist, a closed fist punch has never been in his repertoire. It is. But it ever is since now. Friday, because of his little skirmish with uh, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, now all of a sudden. He's knocking out AJ Styles. And I said, so at this point, you were you had stepped out. When you came back in, I said, you are not going to lie to AJ. God bless AJ Styles for being the pro who's willing to sell mm-hmm. and do right by younger talent. But this dude sold getting knocked out by Braun Strowman. Like he legitimately got knocked out by Braun Strowman. Where he tried to get up and he jelly legged and fell. And then the gals and Anderson came in, tried to help him up. He's like, what, what, what happened? What's going on? He's like, you got knocked out by Braun Strowman. He's like, what? I'm okay. And then he fell again. And then they get him out of the ring. He's like, what? I have a match. And they're like, no, it's already Sunday. It's the town is already. So I, I'm okay. And then he falls again. It just, the whole way, it's just him stumbling, showing, quote, unquote, signs of a concussion. Imagine, imagine like Braun Strowman like scrambled his brain, and he thinks he's just in TNA now. <laughs> and we just like he comes out tomorrow, get ready to fly. Oh and he comes god. out in his like trunks, his little trunks, his trunks. Oh my god, bro! AJ Styles comes out tomorrow with short hair, clean shaven, and trunks. I will lose it. I will lose it. They won't do it. It'd be the fun. It would be the funniest and probably most embarrassing like thing that AJ could probably do in his career at this point. Mm, no, they always have that TNA like adultery oh, baby. I, angle. I said at this point. Oh, we did that already. Yeah, that's yeah. the most embarrassing thing he's ever done in his career. Period. Yeah, but yeah. it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be great. I'd hate it, but I'd love it. But so I funny. hate it. I still hate so it. Yeah, Where's Dixie? Come back. Stop. <laughs> he's going backstage looking for Dixie Carter. Oh my god. Give him the old R Truth. He's like, What's up, Ron? Is that Ron? That what this? And would be great crew. because so many TNA guys are here now. So like Samoa mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Kurt. Who's a Kurt Angle? And hey, you put on some weight, Kurt. Bro, how? <gasps> it would be so Is anybody funny. Anybody Christopher Daniels? They won't do that. No, they won't do that. That they won't do. No. Because he's AEW. Too much. That's, That's too, too much. Too much. But, oh, man. You, that'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Man. In another world. Hilarious? In another world. So oh, ab- darn it. I'm going to drop my bottle. Did you spill? No, there's nothing there. Oh, okay. I finished it. So, after this, there's a backstage segment where the Street Profits are doing their Street Profits thing. Like, oh, hell in a cell, hell in a cell, blah, 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 blah. And then, um... Did you do the We Want the Smoke chant? I don't recall. I don't recall. We want the smoke. (laughs) They got the smoke on Wednesday. Yeah, smoked out. Anyway. So, 
So they're doing their their whole shtick or whatever, and then um, I think this is uh, Ron Truth. Oh, Ron Truth, God damn it! Our Truth and Carmella come out, and then Tamina knocks into Truth, who Carmella then gets confused, gets like distracted. Tamina rolls her up. One, two, three. Tamina is now the twenty four seven champion. She tries to run away. And runs into Tyler Breeze, who kind of looks at her like, what are you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing? Give me that belt. And she punches him in the face and then runs away. So, Tamina's a 24-7 champion. For now. So, we move on to a match that, again, just made us feel like we're watching Raw again. We had Chad Gable taking on King Corbin for the third time in as many weeks. Yeah. And what they're just trying to do with this match is, because their King of the Ring finals match was so good, mm-hmm. they just keep trying to recreate that goodness from it. <sighs> and they don't. They're just getting worse and worse and worse. And this time, we have Chad Gable actually beat Baron Corbin. Yeah, but what does it matter when there are no stakes at all? It was just a roll-up. And the only thing that, that's like actually of note is... Just Baron Corbin in the beginning, before the match actually even starts, is just running down Chad Gable for being short. Which he does every week. And now now he's like, hey, we're not going to call him Chad Gable. We're going to call him Shorty Gable. So I heard, I remember hearing this rumor like weeks ago, about months ago, that they're going to change his name to Shorty G. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this is the beginning of that. But the Shorty G thing kind of got... Chad over with the crowd tonight. That's it. That's so dumb. He wins with a roll-up. Whatever. And then he's backstage. And he's like, has anybody seen Baron Corbin? Because he came up a little short tonight. I was like, oh, okay. So you're yeah, 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 like you're fully invested into this short like thing now. And then Baron Corbin gave him his two cents and three cents and four cents. Even a three piece in a soda. Like <laughs> yes, he did. Would say. yes, he did. But, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to Raw. <laughs> and this next part of Raw. We had the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line between defending champion Bailey and the uh, what's the word? The challenger, Charlotte Flair. Now, right before the match started, you were like, "Bailey's gonna win." You said they've already had this title change and that and this and that blah blah blah. Bailey's gonna win. And just before the match started, I looked and I thought and I was like, "Nope." Charlotte. Well, it didn't help that Bailey came out and there wasn't a cheer exactly. or a boo. It was just like, okay. Sasha lost her match. I thought it would make more sense for Bailey to win her match mm-hmm. so they can continue the dynamic of one of each side of the four horsewomen having gold. Well, they can, now they can just say that Charlotte and Becky are the better of the two because... Which, it, how does that serve? I don't know. I don't care anymore, to be honest. So long story short, Charlotte feeds Bailey with a submission. Makes her tap out to the figure eight. Again, I think this is a bad move. 
I don't understand why you're making these women tap. You're supposed to be making them look strong. You're, these are your four horsewomen. Why are they tapping to you? Like, unless you're trading taps all over the place, mm-hmm. unless you got Charlotte then tapping to Bailey, although Bailey doesn't have a submission move. No, she doesn't. Or unless you have Becky then tapping to Sasha, and Sasha tapping to Charlotte, and then Charlotte tapping to... Unless they're just everyone's tapping each other, which then I can... All right, you're telling that story now where all four of them are strong enough to make each other tap out. They're all equals. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're doing here. And then after the match, they did the same thing they did to Sasha, where they zoomed in on Bailey sitting on the floor, crying. And they had the close-up on her face a quadrillion times. Cut to Charlotte celebrating... Cut to sad crying Char- uh, Bailey. Cut to Charlotte celebrating. Cut to crying Bailey. For what? And then Bailey throwing a temper tantrum. Post match. Yeah, yeah. After the crying, then she starts. No ref, that's not what happened. You didn't see. Blah blah. What? What? Yeah. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. Absolutely. You main event. I don't even want to cover this main event. You main event. I, I don't want to do this. Uh, thank you. For you were so angry. No 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 no. no 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 no. You were the one that was angry. You covered this. Okay, I'll cover this. Just remember, we're PG. You're gonna have to edit a lot tonight. No. So. Main event time. Seth Burnett Down Rollins versus The Fiend Ray Wyatt for the Universal Championship in Hell in the Cell. Seth comes out first. Fiend comes out second. They're both in the ring. They ring the bell. The lights don't come on. We instead have this red glow. It's red lighting. Red lighting, red glow. The, the whole arena is lit red. We're in the Upside Down. We're in the basement of the Firefly Funhouse. We're in the Fiend's Dark Dimension, where, you know, the Undertaker resides and Kane and the Demon Finn Balor and the Yeti. And then you have Bray basically beating up Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins trying to get some offense into Bray Wyatt, but Bray's sort of no-selling his attacks. Okay. When Bray takes a couple, like, kendo stick shots, he's just no-selling. Yeah. yeah. Hell, in no, hell in the no-sell. That's <laughs> what I saw on Facebook. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. John funny. Edwards did that. <coughs> but for me, the absolute... What they were doing with this match, for me, was like, all right, they're they're making the fiend look strong because the fiend ate what four stomps and I mean, a in total. I think he no, ate no, no. I'm talking about the first. first oh, okay, the first set. The yeah, first bunch. The first, first set. He ate four stomps and a chair shot and kicked out after one. And you and I were like, wow, he kicked out after one. So far, like we're fine. It's fine. So far, so good. Seth again gets up, hits him with um, a ladder. Stomp, 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 stomp. Like he was stomping the yard. 
Bray kicks out after one again, or it was like a quick two count? I think it was a two. Okay. Next up, he hits a pedigree. And at this point, we're like... And that was getting cartoonish. Yeah, I was like, if Bray loses, or he doesn't lose from this, it kind of looks dumb. I mean, I said from the beginning that this was too soon. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I said it on the previous show, and I said it while we were watching this. I said, it didn't make sense for Bray to be in this match. It doesn't make sense for Bray's character, for The Fiend, to be the champion. Like, what does he do after that? Mm-hmm. You know, where do we go from here after The Fiend is the champion? The, the Fiend character does not need a championship. He doesn't make sense to be a champion. Mm-hmm. So I think WWE caught wind of that a little too late. And they got caught, and they're like, all right, so how do we book this now? Not like this. Don't Not book like it this, this way. So, Seth has a ladder, a chair, and he brings out a toolbox and kind of beats Bray's head in with it. Fine. At this point, anytime Seth got an offense against The Fiend, the Boo Birds were out. Mm-hmm. Like, the fans completely turned on this match. Oh, for sure. The second it looked like Seth was going to win, the fans were like, oh, no, 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 we're not playing this game. So... And then once it kept going, when you and I were starting to say, okay, this is getting ridiculous now, they also seemed like they were starting to get fed up with this whole idea. The match comes to a anticlimactic end... Oh, it was climactic for the wrong reasons. When Seth Rollins pulls out the sledgehammer and the ref, who isn't supposed to get involved in the match, in a no disqualification match. So let's just paint the picture for you. Again, we're in Hell in a Cell. Inside a steel Red cage. lighting. Red lighting. Everything's lit red. Bray's laying motionless in the middle of the ring. He has a chair on top of his face. He has a ladder on top of the chair. He has a, a chair in between the ladder that's on top of the chair. He has a toolbox. We have a toolbox on top of the ladder that has a chair between it that's on top of the chair that's on his face. Seth Rollins is threatening to hit said toolbox, ladder, chair, ladder, chair, sandwich that's sitting directly on Bray's face with a sledgehammer. Referee jumps in front of Seth, says, hey, don't do it. Think about what you're doing. Think about what you're doing. And oh man, this was so dumb. This is, I feel like that's what they were saying in the creative room. It's like, Vince, don't do it. Think about what you're doing. And he's just like, no, damn it, I know what I'm doing. He, he says it to him like seven times. He's pleading with Seth. At one point, Seth looks like he's crying. And then finally he just does it. For Asgard! Right. He just like hits him with it. And as soon as a sledgehammer makes contact, you hear the bell ring. The ref calls for the bell. And the, oh boy. To, to say the boo birds were out would be an understatement. They got booed so hard. Kevin Dunn, there was no way that Kevin Dunn could have lowered it. And then, to make matters worse, they, the fans said, Boo's not enough. Tell him what you really want to see. 
A E W. I was like, Oh, you messed up for reals, for reals. He's like, Oh, you didn't know? You better restart this match. (laughs) Which is another chance they were screaming. Restart the match. Right. So that happened after Bray Wyatt showed to be okay. Oh, no. Everyone came out. They put Bray Wyatt on a stretcher. Refs, officials, they put him on a stretcher. And Bray Wyatt then comes back to life. They start chanting, restart the match. Mm-hmm. To no oblige. Not going to happen. And they're still chanting AEW. Bray Wyatt hits Sister Abigail. Then the mandible claw on the outside, on the exposed concrete... And, and so, hold on, so okay, this whole time we're still in red lighting. Uh-huh. Once he goes for the mandible claw on the concrete, the red lighting is gone. We're back to regular lighting, but with the Bray Wyatt strobe light, flashy, hoody yeah. doodly lighting, and and Seth is clearly chomping on a blood squib because mm-hmm. he's just spitting up blood. <laughs> <laughs> So ridiculous. Lights go out. We have to wait for Bray to get up to the stage. Lights come back on with the, the hoodly doodly lighting. And But it's just like zooming in and out of Bray Wyatt's face. It was so bad. I was getting dizzy. This was war- like this was so cartoonish. And the whole show, minus the opener, felt so amateurish. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the first match was the first match. I, I want, I like to try and give some final thoughts before we, you know, do the, the whole match of the night and topes and all that. It's bad. My final thought is the same thought that every wrestling fan has and have commented on WWE telling the cell like um, videos and stuff. You guys spit the bit on this one. You guys have insulted our intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I've calmed down now, but I was telling Throw before we even went on the air. I'm done with WWE. Product. Oh, you were livid. I was like, I'm done with WWE product. I can. I'll cover AEW. I'll watch Impact. Well, I'll talk about Impact. <laughs> I don't care. But, I mean, you have access, so you can watch it now. Yeah. But I was like, nope. Choose a date. I got you. I was like, nope, not doing this anymore. Screw WWE. Screw their 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 nonsensical booking. Screw their nonsensical storylines. Because they, they screwed me for the last time. I want to I give them the benefit of the doubt, and I want to see what happens post-draft. Because, you know, Fox is going to do what they're going to do. So I want to see how WWE responds and what they end up doing on both shows, on each show, etc. I agree with you. Because remember, we're, they're in a holding pattern. They're kind of stuck right now. They're they're about to do the draft, so they don't want to commit to anything. I mean, but that's not even like... What happened with Bray and Seth had nothing to do with that. That was yeah, just I, poorly I, like I executed. Saying, I agree with you because me, uh, myself and Manny, Manny Clash were messaging each other right before we went on the air. It's like... Fine. Anything before the Bray Wyatt Seth Rollins match, 
you can chalk up to the draft. Right. But, but this, Seth no. and Bray are not leaving Raw. You could have ended this better. Yeah. This was dumb. How do you have a no contest for Hell in the Cell two years in a row? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Embarrassing. So, let's do what we do, shall we? I think this is a no-brainer match of the night. Becky versus Sasha. Becky versus Sasha. Just not even close. Not even remotely. If you're interested in watching Hell in a Cell, watch that match, turn it off. That's it, you're done. Yeah. Skip the pre-show, watch the, watch the first match, and that's it. Do I dare even ask? I want you to go first. I want to see what you have. <sighs> okay, let me, let me look at the match card one last time. Do this in my head. Do my math. Yeah, no, this is getting a 1.5. Wow. Wow. And, I, and, and that was me being generous. Because my body wanted to say one. But I couldn't. Because I'm too nice of a guy. I'm going 1.5. This match had one match and that was it. The rest of the show... 0.75. 0.75. This, match, this show was trash. The show was trash. The show was trash. Becky and Sasha had the match. Like, had the first match. Mm-hmm. Remember, we always graded and then progressed to go through the night. Right. Sasha and, and and Becky had the match, a good match, had the pay-per-view, started 2.5 like we usually do, and go for me for a 3 or a 3.5. Agreed. And then anything, everything after that... Chips away at it. Oh, it hammered, chiseled. It's, it's dust now. <laughs> being 0.75 for me is being even generous. I want to rate this pay-per-view as zero. <laughs> But you can, because if you're gonna if you're gonna compliment the 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 first match, then you exactly can. right right. So what I did was I gave Sasha and Becky the grade mm-hmm. in terms of like it was two point five, so we're at three point two or whatever mm-hmm. two three point five. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll give it a point seven five, mm-hmm. and because of their match, they don't the whole pay per view doesn't get a zero. Right. So I'm I'm almost with you. But I'm also gonna give it like a point two five maybe for or and Ali because of what it did for Ali, you know. Yeah, I don't care about that. But, I'm like I'm not I'm not, I'm not even trying. The to tornado get tag match wasn't terrible. Wasn't so terrible. So you know, so I'm gonna give that another like two point five. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm giving where I can. Mm-hmm. But I'm still taking away from everything else because everything the, else was the abomination that was the Universal Championship match. Really, really really killed any hopes of this being over a one for me. I hear you. And remember, I always said it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and that's... They started off really well with the girls. Bravo to them. They can never do a bad job. Most of the time. Sometimes they have bad matches. 17 minutes and... 17 and a half minutes. And at least 10 of it was Bray Bray Wyatt getting his face beaten. Yeah. With a metal object. Yeah. Then no selling it. Yeah. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for our recap and review of WWE Hell in a Cell 2019. Or not Hell in a Cell. Nothing in a Cell. It was just, it was just, it was raw. Monday Night Raw on a Sunday night. Uh, Sunday Night Raw. Sunday Night Raw. 
As always, you've been listening to us on Grapple. I'm so, why do you keep doing that? On SoundCloud.com slash Grapples of Apples. That's Grapples of number two. two. Apples, if you don't want to listen to us there, you got Google Play Music or you have Apple Podcasts. As always, don't forget to check out our social media pages. You got Facebook and Twitter.com slash Grapples of Apples. Again, that's Grapples of number two. Apples, comment, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to make sure we are in as many ears as possible. Engage with us so we can engage with you so that we have much to talk about on our next show, which will be in a few days. This no, Friday. this Friday, this Saturday, whatever. It's all fun. <laughs> as always, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Ill Will, Shakespearean candidate, major English, poetarian, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be because that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate. Tell him who you are. The man of the hour. The man with the power. Too upset to be sour. Too sour to be sour. Way too sour to be sour. <laughs> Cream of the crop. Price of the top. Your boy. Shades. Until next time, remember, an apple a day is a bad wrestle. Peace. Peace and love.